You're listening to the Moody Mommies Podcast. Audio warning. You may or may not hear kids screaming and yelling in the background. Or us screaming or yelling at them to keep it together. Jessica and I'm Vanessa and we're back in our quarantine stage per usual <laughs> coming still to here you. still here via Skype still stuck mm-hmm. and today we're gonna talk about an topic that's interesting to me and I think you guys will think so too um, have you ever seen new babies rocking these really cute helmets on their head and wondered what is going on because I definitely did before I had kids. What about you, Ness? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Vanessa has a little bit more experience with this than I do, but we have somebody who is going through it right now. We got Macy on for you guys. Hi, Macy. Hi. You are a teacher, which I don't know how you're going through this right now. How is quarantine treating you? It's all right. I'm on spring break now, which is beautiful. Um, So it's one less thing I have to think about when um, I'm not working. But it is definitely hard making that transition from being in the classroom to sitting behind a desk in my house with an 11-month-old running around. So it's definitely crazy. Yeah. I could only imagine. We were just talking about this before that I am losing it here and I don't even have work to do except in the middle of the night. Oh, it's rough. I only work when they're sleeping. <laughs> How are you doing, Ness? I haven't caught up with you either. I'm doing good. Yeah. I, it's, I mean, I think the situation's kind of wearing on everybody because we miss our human interaction and contact. So I'm hoping there's some light at the end of this tunnel real soon because... I today especially I was like I need to get outside and get some vitamin D because I am just going crazy being and it was so gloomy you know the past week or so and mm-hmm. we've just been stuck inside and I'm like I need to get out and enjoy the day a little bit but I'm excited to have this topic because I think it's very informative because you're right Jess I mean before I had kids I'm like oh my gosh like what's wrong with that baby? Why do they have that on their head? I'm glad Macy's here to share her journey of the helmet days with us. So let's get into this. How old was your baby, Macy, when the helmet situation began? Well, I think we always kind of knew that she had a flat head and we could just tell and everyone was kind of like, oh, her head's a little flat. And I just thought it was because the way she came out and maybe that was part of it too. But I think well, how uh, did, just just normal birthing or like was there something specific about the way she came out that you feel like made her head flat? Yeah. So she actually, you know how babies are supposed to come face down. She came face up and they couldn't turn her. So I don't know if that has to do with it. And um, I'll talk about that later um, when we talk about helmets, like placement and insurance covering it. Um, Because that was an issue. They wanted to make sure, like, I did all the right things before they gave my helmet to us. So she was, she came out that way. And then she also was stuck behind one of my bones for like an hour, I think. And so I feel like that might have had to do with it. I don't really know. But stuck behind your bone? Yeah. And I was like pushing her behind. She was just like couldn't get around this bone. So I don't, like I said, I don't know if that has to do with a lot of it. I don't know if like we were so exhausted that like, we just kept her in her little seat, her little swing all the time, and that had to do with it. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, probably a combination of everything. I'm sure, yeah. So what, like, flathead syndrome? Is it a syndrome? Is that what they call it? Yeah, I think so. Like, and a lot of it can, like you said, it's a mixture of things. So it could be the way the baby came out. It could be just the way the baby sleeps. And that was another thing, too, like Rowan 
was a back sleeper, like literally with her, her head straight up, like not even her head turned to the side. And so I think a lot of that contributes to it as well. Like she wouldn't move her head. And of course, you know, after we got the helmet, she finally would sleep at our stomach. I'm like, okay, girl, it's a little too late for that. <laughs> but when they're that small, they recommend that we keep them right on their back. Exactly. Anyways. And so the statistics of a baby having a flat head, I want to say, don't quote me on this, but I want to say it's like one in four or one in five. Like it is so common. And it's kind of just whether or not the parent wants to do anything to fix it. It depends how severe it is. But because of SIDS, they want their babies to be flat on their backs. And so they've seen, because of that whole SIDS thing, they want, like I said, they want babies to be flat on their backs. So they've seen an increase in this whole helmet phenomenon that's going on right now. And that's why I feel like there's so many kids that have it because of that whole scare tactic that that they send to parents about how scary SIDS is and always have your babies on your, on their backs and stuff. Yeah. That scare tactic got me real good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, my baby does, is not really a back sleeper. So that worried me a lot Mm -hmm. in the night. She was more partial to one side. So we got a little flat head at one angle. It's not like right in the back, but yeah. And you know what? There's three different types of flatheads. So like what you just said, there's one that's um, where the head is flat on one side. And I actually have the terminology in front of me, so don't act like I'm acting very smart. Um, <laughs> and that is called plagiocephaly. Okay. And then the brachycephaly was Rowan's, which is the head is wider than normal. And the back of the head is flat rather than curved. And then, and it also is described as the head may be widest above the ears. And then they have scaphocephaly, and that means that the head is longer, taller, and narrower than normal. So it's almost like a big oval. Okay. From the top. Okay. So, so she had the brac, yeah, brachycephaly. What was the first conversation about it? So we mentioned it to her. I think I want to say like. Six months. That's when you go in for like the appointments. And she said, Yeah, you know what? Let's wait maybe a couple more months just to see if it like rounds out now that she's sleeping on her stomach more, whatever the case may be. So I think we went back like a month and a half later and it was still not. And how many months is she at this point? I want to say she got it at eight months. I think she's had it for three months now. So a lot of people say to start it earlier because I think it could be quicker. But I think our pediatrician wanted to be sure because obviously it's a huge ordeal, like especially getting used to them and having insurance pay for it. And sometimes insurance won't pay for it because they say it's cosmetic and it it can be a big fight with them. And so um, I think that was our biggest thing, why it took so long, too, because we went to three different places because like the first place was going to charge us $5,000 and then the second place. Like I think Chris went to the second place with her and he goes, the way they molded it was like some dinosaur, like bones architect. Like it was, he's like, it was just like a little too uh, old school for me because the way they frame the helmets or get the casting is like through these, like almost like an x-ray thing, but it doesn't send those ultraviolet rays to them. But the way that this guy was doing it, Chris was like, he had the clay out and I had my hands on her head. And he was like, it was like a, we were both working on it. He's like, it was really weird. So we weren't a fan of that place. And then finally, I found a place. I had a friend who lived in Kentucky or who lives in Kentucky and her daughter actually had a helmet. So I asked her the brand of her helmet, which was, I think, Star Brand. I think that's what it's called. There's Doc Band and Star Brand. And I think there's another one. And she really liked the results. Everything worked well for her. Um, and so I actually looked at that company and saw their doctors that they work with. And so I was able to find one near us. And that was the one that we were like, okay, yeah, let's do this. So I want to say it took like a month, month and a half. So when you first brought it up to the doctor, the baby was about four or five months? Yes. Okay. And then she wanted to wait a little bit. So she recommended that you guys go to a specialist, right? Yes. And that was the first one that you guys were just like, no. So the first one was fine. Um, They just, I wasn't covered under, or my insurance wasn't covered underneath them. What was that first appointment like? It was out of network. Um, So that one was, they kind of just looked at her head. They took some measurements. Then they showed us like what her head looks like. And they put like this like kind of cat, it looks like a do-rag, but they put that on her head. (laughs) The exact shape of it. 
and it doesn't hurt her. Like I held her in my lap and she was perfectly fine. So they show you kind of like what her head looks like compared to a normal head. And so you can definitely see the difference. Like she kind of turned the head in like different directions and she was like, oh, you see how it's flatter on here and you see how it's white up here. And so she kind of just gave us information about that. And she also rated it from mild, moderate, severe. And so hers was a moderate to severe. And I think the biggest thing that scared us was if you don't fix it now and it continues, it'll continue to grow because a lot of people are like, well, it'll just fix itself. So if her head would continue to grow, obviously, but it would just continue to get wider. And then they talked about how the back of her head, because it was flat, it would push up against like her brain. And that could obviously cause damage later on. And so once she said that, I said, sign me up. Where's yeah. the helmet? Damage? Um, Did you say damage? No. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, oh. Yeah. So obviously my case was different. So I think a lot of people have that idea that it'll just fix itself. It depends how severe it is, but most of the time it won't. Vanessa. Yeah. Did you end up going to a specialist appointment or did you just hear from um, our doctor? No, I did. I took her to the children's hospital that she referred us to. And I did the whole same thing. They put a, a, you know, they hold the baby on the lap. They put the little, kind of like a little nylon they put over their (laughs) head and take a photo, a 360 photo of their head. But for my daughter's case, she had a very mild case of it. So we decided was not always to do in the that. back or was it on the side? Which one did you? It was in it? the back. Okay. It was in the back and it was very mild. So the only thing that they told me was going to be an issue was if someday she decided to play sports or whatever, she might have trouble with helmets fitting her later down the line. So we decided if that was the only thing that was going to be an issue, wasn't going to be any damage to her brain or anything like that, we didn't go the helmet route. But you really struggled with it. I remember you like crying about it. Like, what do I do? I did. I was very upset. I was, I still to this day, I'm like obsessed with looking at people's heads, their shapes of their head <laughs> constantly, like God always. Damn you. Yeah, I remember I am. <laughs> as soon as, um, I mean, Justine had it too, but with the baby now, uh, when Vanessa started seeing her head, because she was born, her head was perfectly round when she was born. It was definitely mm-hmm. after because she was sleeping on one side and then she was trying to nurse off of a certain side all the time too. So her head was just always resting in the same direction so you could start trying to see where it was getting flat and Vanessa was mm-hmm. on it she's like you can see her head right here you got to start carrying her different you got to give her more tummy time tummy time tummy time tummy time I'm like mm-hmm. I know I just yeah I and we were such, we were such drill surgeons about the tummy time like that was something that the doctor asked us she's like well did you do the tummy time I'm like we did it 20 minutes a day. Like we would listen to her scream and cry. And we made sure to get our 30 minutes in. And then like my friend's doctor was like four hours a day. And I'm like, oh my God, we're only getting two hours. Like it was like so stressful. And I literally like, that's why it was crazy to Chris and I. Cause I was like, we were such drills. I like Chris's mom would be like, no, she's crying. Pick her up. I'm like, no, 20 more seconds. Come on, baby girl. We got to get her three hours. Like it got to that point where it was like, that's how we were trying to fix it. And it wasn't doing it did you guys try any um other things because i remember we did the little pillow yeah that's what i was gonna ask about. Mm-hmm. yeah girl it was a little too late for that it was <laughs> vanessa were we looking at that for zoe or were we looking for that for justine i remember being at a store with you looking for little pillows i had two i had one that she could sleep with in her bassinet and i had another one for when she was in her car seat so it was like a a little pillow, kind of like an oval-shaped pillow, but it had kind of like a indention in mm-hmm. the middle of it for her head to kind of sit in there to help it round it out when she was mm-hmm. against a hard surface. But I feel like it was the same thing. You know, when I gave birth to Zoe, I was probably awake for a good two days without any sleep, and she wouldn't let me put her down. I had to sleep with her tied to my stomach for, like, months Mm -hmm. so when she finally would let me put her down I was like bassinet you know Mm -hmm. swing baby bouncer every and any way I could not Mm -hmm. have to hold her you know Mm -hmm. so I feel like 
definitely it was my fault and I felt really really guilty about it my little head's perfect to me now so (laughs) okay so once they said that damn what's gonna happen to the brand you're like nope we're doing this right yeah okay so it was a matter of time well then the next step was okay how much is it gonna be Mm -hmm. because like I said a lot of places don't cover it so they were saying we have to pay, it was like three to 5,000 up front. Wow. And then they said, well, that'll just be just to get the helmet, but then we have to send it through insurance to see if they'll like cover the rest for every appointment because it costs to go to every single appointment. So I called my insurance company and they were actually out of network and I love them the best. I just liked the people there, but I'm like, there has to be other places. There's no way that people are paying that much. Like that's crazy especially when my daughter needs it. It's not like, oh, I just want to do it just for shits and gigs because I want her head to be cute and round. Like it was like a serious issue. And so like insurance takes into account like how long you did tummy time for, how old is the baby, how was your delivery? So they see if you are really doing it for the correct reasons and if you can get, a, I guess, a discount if you want to call it that. And so the second place was in-network too, but then we didn't like it. And then finally, the third place was in network. And they, I think we only had to pay a thousand for 1300. And that was it. That's like, I haven't, I haven't seen a bill since, but it's been more than 90 days. And said they said we would get a bill by then. But that covers like we go once every four weeks, they adjust it, that covered it. So I guess that was just our copay and my insurance paid for the rest. When you guys finally decided you found the doctor that you were going to do, what were the steps once you were there? Yeah, they did another like a 3D x-ray. They did like the mold of it, I believe. And then they asked us like, what helmet did we want? So there was like that star band and then there's another one. So we wanted to do the star band and that was pretty much it. And then they called us when it was ready. It was like in a week. So then we went back and got it. Um, And then they give you like a schedule of like how you're going to first kind of tiptoe into it before you wear it full-time because she wears it 23 hours of the day and I think a lot of people don't realize like it's like wow you really they wear it all day and you take it off for an hour but there's so many like rules and regulations with it so like the first so and they also showed us how to put it on how to paint it because obviously you can imagine when it gets sweaty and it Mm -hmm. smells and there's like cushions in there so we had to make sure like it was comfortable for her and it wasn't causing like red marks on her face and Also, not only was my child's head flat, but her ears were asymmetrical. So this helmet fixes that as well. So it's a two-in-one combo. It fixes everything. So now her ears are symmetrical. So we're almost there. Now we're halfway there. (laughs) They adjusted it. And so the first day, I believe she wore it for two hours. The next day was four hours, then six, then eight, then 12. And then we did it for the 23 hours. And they do that just to see the comfort. So is there, are there red marks? Is she sweating? Because when she's sweating, you have to take it off to let her kind of um, hair dry. Yeah. And then, so they actually drew or like drilled holes. So it's not so sweaty, but it's especially gets sweaty when she's like sleeping in her car seat with it on, because obviously there's no way for that like the sweat to escape in the back when it, the holes are covered. They, I like how they eased into it. It didn't seem forced, like down my throat. Like I think I was worried about them. Like I, I was scared of the pressure. Like, oh my gosh, we have to like, just like the tummy time. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, if we don't wear it for this long, then this is what's going to happen. And he was like, if she's teething, take it off. If she is sick, take it off. If she's uncomfortable, take it off. Like he was so supportive and like, it doesn't have to be stressful but have her wear it as long as she can. But if she is not comfortable, like this, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that put a lot of ease for us and it didn't cause that much stress. And how did she react when she first put it on? Like the first two hours? Yeah, she was actually fine. She didn't, um, I don't think she, it bothered her. I think it was more so when it was time to sleep because she's like, damn, like I have to wear this to bed too. (laughs) Like poor baby. But of course she started sleeping, like she started sleeping on her stomach because she figured, okay, this isn't comfortable on my back anymore. So now I need to like turn my head or now I need to like 
sleep on my stomach with my head turned one way. And even the doctor, he was like, you're going to see that she's going to change her sleeping position in a couple of days. He's like, because she's going to have to adjust to what's comfortable for her. Um, and so it was a couple rough nights, but then she got used to it. And then she forgot it was on her head. Is this super lightweight? It must be, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it, has, it is really light. And it's breathable, which I like about that. And like I said, it has like extra cushions inside. So it's not all plastic. Like, uh, bless her heart. I can't even imagine sleeping in that. But I always tell her, I'm like, if you're ever a mean girl when you get older, I'm going to get this uh, a big blow-up bed <laughs> for your high school graduation. And I'm embarrassed to of you. So don't ever be a mean girl. That's so funny. <laughs> this is where you started from, girl. <laughs> um, so she's still in it right now, right? Yeah. So what ends up happening? So if she doesn't wear it for a couple of days, obviously that prolongs it. And we've been really good about her wearing it. Um, <clears throat> but there was a moment where she didn't wear it for a couple of days and then, um, it wasn't sitting right. And so I was like, why isn't this like, it just doesn't, doesn't look right. And she was going through a growth spurt. And so, um, or like a heads, I don't know what it was, her head was growing. So it didn't fit in the helmet. Right. So this is obviously when COVID is going on right now. And so we couldn't get in until five days. And so when it doesn't fit right, like you can't wear it. So we didn't wear it for five days. And so that's a long, like especially 23 hours a day, 23 times five, like those are now that prolongs it a little bit. So they had to readjust it. But he was like, this is good that our head is growing because that's what we need it to do because we need it to grow so it can fill in that back, like, um, like depth part of her helmet. Yeah. So I can definitely see a difference. Um, it's still not there yet, but she has figured out how to take it off. <laughs> so that's, yeah. I think another reason why I suggest starting it a little bit earlier, like when you first notice it, because now like she's about to be one and she's like, I'm taking this shit off. I don't want this on. And she'll pull it. Um, but now she's figured out how to take the Velcro off. And when you take the Velcro off, you just lift it up. So like actually the, a couple nights ago, we went in her room at like four in the morning when she woke up and her helmet was off. I'm like, oh my, she took it off. She didn't want it. So, and I told Chris to say, you know what? We're this far deep. Like if she takes it off, I'm not, that's a losing battle. I'm not going to fight her on it. Like bless her heart. Her head is not perfectly round, but it's damn near close. And we were supposed to have it off last month. So they said after her first birthday, but I don't. I don't know. I think it might be a little bit longer. You don't so, feel like it's quite there yet? No, you can definitely see that there's still a little bit of flatness. At this point, it's like there's only so much that we can do. Like we can keep wearing it. But I think after like 14, 18 months, like it's too late. Like it's already her head is already molded and it's not as squishy. I don't know. I guess we'll find out in her next appointment. Her ears are symmetrical. That's the main thing because I want to get her ears pierced. <laughs> oh. You're waiting for that. Oh, and, then, yes. and then whenever she wears sunglasses or any kind of glasses, yeah. she's going to need that. Yeah, I'm really hoping that it's almost done. But she has gone to that point where she can feel on her head. Like, it's funny. She'll start pulling her hair because she's like, what is this? Like, she forgets that she has hair underneath there because she just feels her helmet all the time. During the checkups, what is, mm -hmm. like, what is the exact, you, get, you go there and what do they do? Well, he'll first see how it's like sitting and then he'll take her helmet off and do some measurements just to kind of see the growth from the previous time. And then he'll do any adjustments with the helmet if need be. And this is all like the helmet is plastic material. So like he heats it up to stretch it out, to add more cushion. If he notices that there's a red spot, he is able to do all that during the appointment and give us feedback. And then he'll say, all right, come back in four weeks and so, but it's hard to tell. Like he was like, oh, I think she's almost done. That's, I think the shitty part about this is like, it, there's not kind of like a trail that you can follow. It kind of just fluctuates. Like sometimes her head grows and then sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes there's more improvement. Sometimes there's not. So Chris and I would always tell each other, like, it's okay. She made so much improvement, like the last couple of weeks, because there were some times where it was like not much. And I'm like, oh, it's been four weeks though. So you kind of have to deal with the way that's, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. That's mm. just the way, her, the way her, helmet, her head wants to mold. So 
it can definitely take a long time or a lot longer than we thought it was going to. But how long do they tell you she has to keep it on for? So they said maybe four to five months. Okay. So yeah, it's already like what five months, four months. Yeah. But hers is so cute, a little pink, a little pink. I know. So that was actually for free. Yeah, thank God because they did a shitty job. But you can't tell. But. It was like two different shades of pink, even though you wouldn't be able to tell, but I can. And it bothered me. And the way they, they I'm like, really? We drove up on Christmas Eve. We had to go to Camarillo because that was the closest one. We drove up Christmas Eve to get this cute little deco, decorated polka dotted thing. And like they did two different shades of pink. They didn't like cut it all the way. Like it just looked very sloppy and it was, it bothered me. But I'm like, whatever, it's free. It doesn't matter. <laughs> But they have so many cute ones. Like I wanted like fixing my melon and all those. Oh, that is cute. <laughs> I love that. I always wanted that. How did yeah. you get that one? Um, Chris wanted the polka dots. Oh. But I told him that wouldn't match her outfits. But it is what it is. She does like a hot mess. Like especially like for Christmas when she had like a plaid red dress on with like the po- I'm like we, we look like a clown family like take no. the helmet off let's put the bow on and so what's crazy is she always wore bows now refuses to take any picture with a bow on but she's fine with the helmet I'm like this is a bo-. like I just it's crazy now so all like I have 50 bows and I cry every night knowing that she will never wear them again I feel um, like this kind of like a phase that they go through though. They kind of go in and out of it because Justine definitely there was a time when she let me put them on her and there was a big long period where she was like, hell no. It would, as soon as it yeah. would be on her head, she'd just rip it down. Couldn't get any photos. Now I'm trying to put wigs on my baby. and I love it. She doesn't like it either, but I, I have to be quick. I got to be super quick with my camera. Like, yeah. I'm going to get this wig on her. So for her first birthday, we have like a whole set. We're going to do like pearl necklaces and a tutu. And then we have like a flower crown. And I'm like, I just need the one photo. We just need it with the flower, like the whole outfit. And so like we need to have three cameras ready just so we can get it. Because I know she will. I've been trying to think about like, what can I give her to distract her? But I want her to look at me like, you know, that perfect photo because we're not going to have her first birthday. So (laughs) what? is a really common question that you get about the helmet from other people well I think like for me it was mainly just people staring that like hurt me I got like I get emotional about it today just like because people don't know what it is and they assume and like obviously the first thing is like your baby's hurt what did you do to your baby or like you just never know and also people who are old school like our parents didn't have it. You know what I mean? And so like, of course we had to deal with our parents. Like, well, I didn't have that. Like, why does she need to wear that? That's going to hurt her. Like she, she doesn't need that. And so we had that going back and forth. And then like, I had a lady at a grocery store and she goes, why does she have that? And and so it really made me want to educate. And I feel like that's me being a teacher, mm-hmm. right? Like I just want to educate people about this, what it is, how it's okay, how it doesn't bother them, how easy the process can be, because a lot of people don't know. And so that's why they have those questions or they stare. And so I let it kind of shake it off. But at first it was hard because people would stare and they would point and stuff like that. Or, and of course, you know, little kids are like, what's that on your head? And so, and like, I, and I would try to talk to them about it too, but it definitely was, I think, like an emotional state for me more than anything where I was just trying to like tell myself like this is the right decision Macy it's okay like even though people are pointing and they don't really know that that was the biggest bump I think I had to get over um, which is all the questions and proving my parents that this was the right thing we wanted to do. That is hard when you're making a medical decision for your child and then people telling you like, no, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. And, and people who, one, either don't have kids or two, like their kids are grown. There's so many new things that are out now. And like my mom's like, well, we didn't need that or you don't need that. Or so they just have a different, they, it was a different time. And so educating people on things that they saw that was an issue and they figured out a solution to that issue. And so, like I said, it it just kind of depends on the severity as well as to get it fixed Mm -hmm. and to see if that's really necessary. I met somebody because we were out and one of the moms was like, 
oh, my son actually, we tried one on, but he just had asymmetrical ears. So we figured it wasn't worth it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't blame you. I wouldn't get a helmet just because, and you couldn't tell his ears were crooked. You know what I mean? It was like a slight asymmetrical thing. And she's like, yeah. And they were trying to have us wear it for a couple months. And so it was like parents like that too, who would come up to me and say, oh yeah, we had a helmet. But it's always fun to see parents and their babies with the helmets. And I'm like, oh yeah, we're almost done. Or how long have you been? And there's a couple of kids that have actually gotten it twice that I've talked oh, really? to. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Where they have to get it again. Why do they have to get it again? I don't know if they, uh, yeah, I don't know if they started too early or I don't know if their head wasn't, yeah, they started too early and their head wasn't fully like ready to, I don't know, like just with the helmet, it just wasn't going to, it just grew after the helmet. So they'd had to do it again or they stopped doing it and they pick it up again. I don't know. I know obviously it happens because you've seen it happen, but it just feels a little strange because in the beginning, you know, they're laying down so much and they're pressuring mm-hmm. the tummy time. But I feel like once the baby's like four or five months, they're not really lying down that much anymore. So it's mm-hmm. weird that the head is still growing straight or flat. Mm-hmm. Like they should start rounding out a little bit because they're not down so much. Yeah. Crazy. Cause I feel like that too. The least for sure I was seeing it like getting flat, but now that she's up all the time, I kind of, it's not as bad as it was. She's mm-hmm. growing out of it a little bit. I know she mm-hmm. never tr- fully will because Justine yeah. still has a little bit of a flat spot. I have a flat spot, so mm-hmm. it might be genetic too. Right. But <laughs> I'm living with it. I'm living my flat-headed life over here. And you're just fine. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> How did you get the insurance to cover the band? So I kind of did my research first. So we, like the place that we went with, they gave us a breakdown of like, this is how much it's going to be. Check with your insurance company to see if there's any co-pays, like what the full amount's going to be, if you're going to have to pay anything, every appointment or that's what I, I think they wrote something to the insurance as well. Like she tried tummy time, like she did all these kind of things before and it still didn't fix it. I think that was actually the first place, but they were still like, oh no, $5,000 because it was out of network. But again, like this, I think just getting kind of my research, calling the insurance, clarifying, making sure that they understood like, okay, this is required. She needs this. And just making sure to get those numbers. Cause I don't want any secret hidden costs even later on. Like, oh, by the way, or you're done with the helmet. It's going to be $3,000. So I think mainly just doing your research and knowing what your insurance out-of-pocket pay is and all that. So, Was your mom supportive about it or was she like, I don't know, too? Um, she was kind of a little unsure, but she knew she saw the flathead. And it was crazy because actually her friend ended up having one or had one. She had a baby who had a helmet as well. And she goes, oh my gosh, I remember just all the missions we would have to go to for doctor's appointments and making sure to explain to the, like the daycare of how to put this on and make sure to have it on. So like, I thank God I was at home taking care of her. Um, And so we didn't need, or even Chris's mom, we didn't need to explain it to like a daycare or whatever the case may be. Um, But at first, like, I think it was just something to get used to. Um, and even my mom was like, she looks like a completely different baby with it off. Yeah, it just took some getting used to and, and her realizing like it wasn't harming her and she wasn't uncomfortable. Aside from tummy time, do you know any other tips that might prevent it if it wasn't like a birth? Yeah, I don't know. Like I had a friend that had a C-section and her baby didn't have a flathead. But then I have other friends that have had a C-section. Their baby had a flathead. So I thought that was it. I don't know. But like, and also her kid always slept on her stomach. Like once she knew how to turn over, like at three months, like she would sleep on her stomach. Um, and so, like I said, Rowan forbidden doing that. Like she would not, she would only sleep on her back no matter how many times we would move her. Like, so it was just like preference. And so there was only so much that we could do on our ends. And I know like my friend's grandmother was like, Oh, I would hold you and mold your head. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not some Jamaican like formula that we're doing over here. Um, but, but yeah, so they, I had a couple 
like parents said that their grandparents like would mold their head and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Or a lot of people um, try to fix it by like adjusting their head like every mm-hmm. single time. Mm-hmm. Girl, I don't have time for that. Like, first <laughs> of all, I'm going to get my sleep when I can. I'm not going to wake up every two to three hours and adjust her head. And it's it's like a hit or miss. It's like, okay, well, maybe one side is lopsided. And so like you're going to have it for 10 minutes. That's It's just too much to try to figure out and to do that on your own. Yeah. One tip that I read was kind of just light the baby differently. So maybe mm-hmm. they like to look to the right all the time or like look yeah. toward the window or whatever. If you switch the way they're laying in bed, mm-hmm. like their head on the opposite side, they might like hold – look you know turn their neck the other way so that way they're still facing the window or whatever it is yeah yeah there were some things that we tried but I think it was just too late Mm -hmm. you know and or or we just couldn't fix it it was just one of those things that it's like either it was too late or it was one yeah we just right no not saying that there's anything that you could have done to prevent it I'm I'm just saying for other people who are maybe have just had a baby like what are what's some advice to give them like before I think it would be that too, like like you said, just readjust. I think that's important. But I, like I said, that whole scare tactic of SIDS and just like getting that shoved down your throat in the hospital and that's your pediatrician. It's like I was just so scared to do anything else but that. And so I think I just kind of, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that has a lot to do with it is definitely readjusting just getting them, their bodies and heads used to different angles and kind of letting them figure out which way is comfortable to them. And you never know. They could go to one side instead of the other. Yeah, Elise is kind of like that. Too. Like I'm saying, I would move her to the bottom and she would still – I'd turn her head. And I was the type where I was up all the time too. And like every two mm-hmm. hours I had her bassinet right next to me. And even – she would sleep like three or four hours – um, even though it's supposed to wake her up every two hours, I would still wake up to check on her. It was harder for me to wake her up to try to feed her again because she wasn't even hungry. She would yeah. maybe latch. I would take like half an hour, 45 minutes to get her to latch. And then she'd like eat at such a tiny bit and fall right back to sleep. It was so frustrating. So eventually I just started letting her sleep more. But yeah, I would, I would, move, I would move her head and she would just like 30 seconds later flip it right back over. She just mm-hmm. wasn't comfortable like that. But they can also end up with, like, a stressed neck. If they stay on that side? Yeah. They it, they check the baby's neck when you take them in to get their head checked. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that they, they're really concerned about is yeah. if the baby has a stressed neck because they won't be able to move their head mm-hmm. one way or the other. Yeah, and that has to do with, like, the muscles in her neck, too. Right. So, like, her head, like, though we were doing tummy time – I think her head was so heavy, like she couldn't keep her head up because it was so, like she didn't have those muscles developed yet because of the way her head was, because it was flat. And so like you would never think that that all works hand in hand with one another, but it it actually does. And so that was obviously another reason why like her muscles weren't developed and it's because of the way her head was shaped. Right. It's so crazy that until I went to this appointment, I'm like, what? They're like, oh, good mm-hmm. job, mom. She doesn't have a stress neck. Like, really mm-hmm. good job. And I'm just like, what's huh? a stress neck? Like, what the <laughs> heck is a stress neck? And how- I didn't even know I was doing a great job at that. But, mm-hmm. and, you know, I have four sisters and they all had children before I did. So when I took my baby and they're telling me, oh, the baby's head's getting flat. You need to make sure that you're doing more tummy. I'm like, what? Baby's mm-hmm. heads get flat? Like, wh- mm-hmm. I've never heard of this ever in my life. Like, why have I never heard any of my siblings talk about, like, oh, don't put her on her head too much. Oh, pick the baby up. Make sure they're doing tummy time. Like, I just, it was something so foreign to me. And I just felt like, oh, my gosh, I failed my baby, you know? So yeah, it was just, like, tummy time central from that point on. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how we avoided having to go the helmet route. But the stress deck, I think, is something really important for new moms to know about, too, because if they aren't able to turn their neck a certain way, it is something you should definitely mm-hmm. double check on. Like, what is a tip to 
work on keeping the neck from getting stressed? I'm not even too sure. I think it would probably be like the tips you guys were saying about making sure you're making the baby, you know, look a certain way or Mm -hmm. use their muscles. Yeah, like I I would say like following, like if you put like doing Twinkle Little Star and going from side to side and having her turn her head from side to side and up and down. And like, that's one thing, like we went to Gymboree for like a hot minute. Um, and that was one of the things that they were making sure that the babies weren't just moving their eyes. They were moving their necks from side to side. They said that was super important. So I think that has to do with, or that's like a tip um, for sure that, because like you said, like you just don't even know about all this. And then obviously like when you have 20 million baby apps because you were pregnant and you had like the bump and you had all mm-hmm. this and all these articles start flooding your email of, what to do with the flat head? How, does your baby have a flat head? And I'm like, I just was seeing it so much. And I was like, oh my God, what is this flat head thing? And then of course I was falling into that flat head category, but it definitely became apparent to me when I was, I was like, oh, this is like a real issue. Like this is not just the doctors trying to get my money. Like this is very common. And I think that's having grace with myself. Like this is something that I didn't really have control over and this is very common like I said it's like one in four one in five kids has a flat head it's three out of <laughs> it's four out of four three out of four for us I'm just yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious if there's any like like being a teacher now and like look like what like kind of what you were saying like looking at the kids heads like if there's any <laughs> correlation with behavior and flat heads or like have you noticed any Uh, I've noticed a couple kids but obviously I don't know that's I don't think it's a true correlation I just I'm assuming stuff but I don't know like I wonder if there's been any research like if people I'm sure there has like if they didn't fix it and like maybe something's pushing up against the brain or I don't I have no idea but I would be I kind of want to look into it just to kind of see like like what happens to these parents who say no I don't want to fix my baby's head and they have a severe flat head you know, like, because I'm sure there's many parents that say that. Or that can't and even it, afford it, you know, not that they don't exactly want to. That, that makes me feel bad for them, too. Like, these poor, like, thank God, like, we had, it was only $1,000 for us. And even though that was a lie, I was like, can you imagine if we had to pay the 5000 Like, I don't, I don't know if we would have done it. Like, is it worth that? Like, but I obviously think about, like, my baby's health and, oh, now what if later on down the line, like, something happened when she was older and I'm like oh my gosh it's because I didn't get the helmet (laughs) (laughs) that helmet helmet would haunt me for the rest of my life but now it's not it's gonna be perfect let's just hope uh our second one whenever that comes uh homeboy or homegirl doesn't have a flat head because to do this all over again like then you know it's genetics (laughs) yeah I think the second time around, you'll you'll do fine because my yeah. baby, my second baby had a perfectly round little head. I made sure of it. How <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> many times? Three days old. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. As soon as the belly button's yep. off, like the minute after, <laughs> it's off. Turn her over. Turn him over. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, I know you did a really good job, Aluna. I, I don't know. I just kind of let my kids live their life. I should- <laughs> like they're fine. Yep. <laughs> just like they I remember them. when you told me you were like Justine has a side ponytail and I was like I love it she's like she doesn't even have a straight ponytail it just goes to the side yeah it's always to the side so I don't know if her head is uncomfortable or not but she hates to have her hair up so she's mm. always like a little freaking Mowgli over here and I'm like dude you look like dude what is the word I don't know, but she's just like, I like looking like that. And I'm like, why? Why do you want to look like a mess all the time? She's like, I want to be a nappy head. That's what it is. She wants to be oh nappy. Oh, my God. I love it. Uh-uh, I don't. I'm like, please, let me look like I care for my child. And she's like, no, you can't. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm glad that you made that decision for her. You know, it's your kid. Nobody knows. That's like the big theme that we have with our podcast. Like nobody knows what's right for your kid, but you, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And thank God Chris and I were both on the same page about it. I think that was obviously half the battles to know that like we were both 
we felt strongly about this and we both wanted to figure out a way that we could fix it that was most affordable for us. And, and we both thought this was the right thing to do. So that was very helpful. I'm sure there's been lots of parents that one wants to get it and one doesn't believe they should and trying to get past that I'm sure is challenging. When you were thinking about it, Vanessa, was Joey on the same page as you or were you guys kind of I think we're definitely on the same page. Like, okay, if she needs it, if it's, you know, if it's definitely medically necessary, if it's going to affect her development, her brain in any way, shape or form, like it wasn't a question about it. It was, Mm -hmm. it was a done deal. But I think because her case was so mild, we just felt like, is it going to be torture that we're putting her through for something so minimal, you know, Mm -hmm. if it's not going to affect her in long term, we she was only four months when we took her so we're like we have plenty of time to do lots more tummy time you know and fix it ourselves and I think we did a really good job at that Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm confident with the decision that we made now because I I don't see it anymore she's silly she loves to do her hair she's just a little character so I think Mm -hmm. it didn't affect her and She's as smart as can be. So I'm really proud of, of the decision we made. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you guys both went to the specialist and you were able to get their opinion as to like how important it would be. Because like you were saying, Macy, there's different, you know, levels of severity. And if you're right. in Zoe's situation and OK, cool, like you'll be fine. It may be a little bit flat for a helmet, but you're good. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, just for you to know that you were moderate to severe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You yeah. So you can do. I think that was the first thing. Like once they said she needed it, um, my first question was, well, 30 years ago, what did people do? People didn't, mm-hmm. like, I was very defensive because at the same time, like these, this is their job. Their job is to tell you that your child needs it. There's a reason right. why you're there. So I feel like that's kind of what I had in mind too. Like, okay, just because this is their job, don't, don't let them kind of convince you that they need it when they really don't. So I was very defensive at first. And then when she showed me pictures of just like different kids and what Rowan's head looked like, it was very clear to me that there was a huge difference. And it wasn't like she had time to Photoshop anything. It was like literally right there. It was right before my eyes. So, yeah. and like, like I said, a lot of these doctors are parents themselves and have seen, and have told you like told us honest stories of some kids that had it and some kids um, that chose not to do it. And they took and I think some of the parents came back, the ones that they chose not to do it and ended up getting a helmet because they showed us pictures of like before and after of pictures of uh, kids who had it and then just kind of left it alone thinking that it would heal itself. And they had some issues later on. So, yeah. So I'm yeah, sure that all scared me as well. <laughs> what did they used to do 30 years ago for stuff like this? They uh, they didn't do anything. I don't no, think so. Just for like back in the day, it was just it wasn't as I feel like it was almost like a, like ADHD now is like prevalent everywhere. And like back in the day, it was kind of hush hush. And so I feel like it's kind of like the same scenario where it was it was acknowledged, but it was like not really a big issue. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I definitely know there probably wasn't a lot of options for parents in those generations before us because I've seen people with some pretty severe cases and they're, you know, already in their elderly ages. And it's it's unfortunate. You know, I'm pretty sure it's something that maybe they've kind of been possibly teased about or maybe it's something mm -hmm. that they could feel self-conscious about in their own self so Mm -hmm. I'm really happy that it's it's advanced so much that we have Mm -hmm. these type of solutions to help our children Mm -hmm. well thanks Macy I feel like you taught us a lot about that is is there anything that you didn't say that you feel like you wish people knew about it I know it can be scary at first especially like and I think that was my biggest thing is like telling people about it because that was my way of kind of coping with the reality of what's happening but then obviously a lot of opinions came. And so like it would kind of like, oh, well, does she really need it? And 
like, oh, well, my kid had a flathead and I just left it and like, he's fine. So I had a lot of those stories as well, but just being confident in the decision that you make and like you guys talk about, like just in the best interest of your baby and nobody else knows that except for yourself. So um, just remembering that and I think that's the most important thing. Thank you for taking the time out of your night. Absolutely. Okay, good night, Maisie. <laughs> Bye, Bye Maisie. Bye. All right, well, it was really nice to have Maisie on. She answered a lot of questions for us, and I'm glad she took the time. And you guys talked about some things that I had never even heard of, like the stress neck and just overall what an appointment looks like. Yeah, it's it's really informative. I think until you go through the process and it happens to you, you're very like, what? What is that? You know, mm-hmm. you, you're just you don't care to educate yourself about it until it's happening to you. And at that point, sometimes it's too late and you do have to go the helmet route. So I think this is a really good episode for anyone expecting a baby or anyone who just had a baby and just really stress the importance of tummy time. Like tummy time is life when that belly button falls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just, you know, trying to avoid putting the baby in the bouncer, the swing and all of those things as much as possible. So I would say if you want to have free hands, wear that baby, wear that baby everywhere and anywhere you can. Like when I had Luna, that's how I survived. I just had her baby wrapped to me 24 seven because I didn't have a support group to come and help me with two babies, you know, Mm -hmm. so I had to find a way to keep my hands free, but also avoid putting her down because I didn't want the same thing to happen with my first daughter. So yeah, just a couple of things to keep in mind if you're having a baby. Yeah. And like you said, you had a baby carrier for her. And if you guys are planning to wear your baby when they're really small, make sure that you have one that's suitable for a newborn because there's there's some carriers that you're not supposed to put them in there until they're like three or four months. But I feel like we've been doing a lot of new mom episodes and I like it. Like. I know. Are you going to have another baby or what? I'm no, I'm not. I already, I already know this stuff. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have some friends that are having their first children and there's a lot of information. I feel like I'm spitting at them and this is a good way to get them, you know, knowledgeable when they're ready. You know, they could pause it and wait and rewind it and me not say, I don't know what I was just saying. I forgot. Right. <laughs> and I mean, like you said, you know, this is, Elise is your second baby. She's how many months now? And you didn't even know about the stress neck. So mm-hmm. it's always good to just keep educating ourselves as mothers so we can be the best that we can for our children. Yeah. So I feel like this was a good one. And if you guys know anyone who needs to know about this stuff, please share it along with them. If you see some flatheads out there, be like, mm, this mama needs to hear this right now. <laughs> Her mama didn't know. Her mama didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the usual, you can Google us, Moody Mama's Podcast, or you can check out our Instagram, same handle. Otherwise, stay moody, guys. Moody Mommies. Moody Mommies. Moody Mommies Podcast.